the main problem which we have with uh, space data or the main uh, challenge is that our banking system, our telecommunication systems are relying on the space data. And now let's imagine that somebody is cutting banks from telecommunication as soon as it's happening. We are losing uh, access to our account. We cannot go for uh, lunch, but our countries are losing a lot of money. Space Watchers, I'm Emma, the Editor-in-Chief of Spacewatch Global, and this is a new episode of Space Cafe Radio, your radio channel dedicated to emerging trends and live conferences in the space sector. Presented by Spacewatch Global and USPA, the EU Agency for the Space Program, this free episode mini-series dwells into some core mission of USPA, security, EGNSS, satellite-based service delivery, and GovSatCom. As USPA's responsibility grow in tandem with the increasing number of components in the USPACE program, this series strives to elevate awareness and understanding of the program's dynamic and evolving needs. Our first guest is Piotr Sitek, the Governmental and New Components Security Governance Officer in the Security Authority Department of USPA. Piotr has a very genuine and straightforward way to explain how space security works. To say it in his own words, he talked to me like he was talking to his mom. And he actually did. So if you're looking for a podcast explaining you why space security is very important, look no further. Enjoy your listening. Welcome, Space Watchers, to another episode of Space Cafe Radio. Today, we have the pleasure to have here as a guest Piotr Sitek, the Governmental and New Components Security Governance Officer in the Security Authority Department of USPA. Piotr, welcome and thank you for being here with us. Welcome, Emma. Welcome, Space Watchers. How are you doing? Good. Uh, we have nice weather, a little bit stressed, but uh, apart of this, uh, everything good. Perfect. So let's uh, dig into it uh, straight away. We have been discussing several times about the issue of security for European assets, for European space assets. So I would like to have a bit of introduction from you. Why security is so important for the European Space Programme. What's your position? Look, it's a question which I like to discuss with my mom because she was always asking me about it. It's the best. If I'm able to answer to my mom, I think others can understand as well. My mom isn't the professor of engineering, just to be very clear. (laughs) Look, uh, why security is important? Quite often we are not realizing how dependent we are of the space equipment, the satellites, the technology which is using the space data. For sure, each of us has seen some picture of a nice car staying in the lake saying that the navigation was wrongly directed, directing this person. But this is nothing. The main problem which we have with uh, space data or the main uh, challenge is that our banking system, our telecommunication systems are relying on the space data. And now let's imagine that somebody is cutting banks from telecommunication. As soon as it's happening, we are losing uh, access to our account. We cannot go for uh, lunch, but our countries are losing a lot of money. That's why it really depends on the situation. It really depends... In security, we are calling this a risk and risk appetite. It really depends on the risk appetite. It means how probable is that you will lose your system or you are happy to lose your system, access to your data. The importance of security is higher or lower. And in case of space program, we are trying in each of the components address this somehow 
delivering different services dedicated for different uh, users, representing different risk and different uh, risk appetite. I don't know if it's complicated answer. I hope it's... No, I think it's, okay. it's just a fascinating topic because up to a few decades ago, we never had to discuss about this type of security for satellites in space because it was not such a used infrastructure. Why now we actually have to discuss it because it's becoming an infrastructure like the train service of the banks or an hospital in a sort of way. And so I think I would be curious to know what is the role of USPA in securing satellites and ground infrastructure and how does USPA ensure the such the security of satellites and ground of our instruments? Look, I fully share this what you said. A few decades ago we haven't thought about this, but a few decades ago we had two satellite systems under fully military control, not used for civilians. And this was the case. Thanks to God we are evolving a little bit. We are developing, we are doing some new things, new features. And that's why we are discussing at this moment about security on the space elements. Now, in case of USPA, we are building security on three main pillars. First one is security requirements. It means all related to the development design up to the moment when the system is fully functional, but not declared yet for operations. Second element is security accreditation. It's composed, it's related to security accreditation board. It means independent body, which is authorizing your system to operate. It means you arrive with your development, you arrive with your design. Now somebody has to tell you, yes, it's secure. It's able to operate. Then this is the security accreditation element. Of course, it's based on the risk assessment, it's based on the assessment of proper people, checking the design, checking the development. There are different phases, quite complicated and a long process. However, ensuring you that this what you de develop together with industry, together with other partners, that it will provide services or system which you would expect. And then the last one, because at this moment we arrived to accreditation, somebody told us that we can operate our system, which was designed properly. Last element which we have is Galileo security monitoring or in general security monitoring, which is something which is ensuring operational security. As soon you have developed, your system is running. You need to check if no one is attacking this system, if all elements are working properly, if the safety, security of the services is maintained. These are these three main elements on which we work in USPA. Thank you very much, Piotr. So you mentioned Galileo. Galileo is an extremely important infrastructure for the European Union. Often we discuss in the space sector how we should promote it more because it's not so famous as the, its American counterpart. But because of its importance, maybe you can explain us a bit better what is the Galileo security monitoring structure and what is its role within the Galileo structure. Okay, Galileo Security Monitoring Center is special infrastructure, special entity, ensuring three main roles. Firstly, it's security operational center. It means something which is checking security of whole Galileo. It means if I have the system, for example, for sure you have your phone, you can turn on your phone, on your phone you will see that there is Galileo open service already implemented. Now, you want to be sure that your position is correct to avoid that you, together with your Bentley, you will not enter to the lake. 
Yes. <laughs> Then the Leoper uh, Security Center is exactly checking this element. Is checking if uh, data which are arriving to you are correct. In general, data which are sent via our satellites are correct. Plus, is checking if our infrastructure isn't under any attack. Of course, then you have different services like famous PRS, public regulated service, which is dedicated for member states. There we are doing much more, which I cannot disclose to you. This security operational center, of course, is working 24 hours per seven days. It means constantly somebody is taking care that the services which are delivered to you are secure. This is the first role. Second role of GSMC, Galileo Security Monitoring Center, is entry point for Galileo Public Regulated Service. This service is, as I said before, very dedicated to member states. It's only for authorized users. And Galileo Monitoring Center is entry point, like a distributor of access rights to the users for this particular service. The last element of GSMC, which is very important, is that it's the focal point for interactions with EU Council. As we know, our systems space program is deployed under European Commission. European Commission is ensuring management of the space program. Then European Council is the instance above European Commission, which is able to take a role or is able to take decision about the functionality of the system. And then all such decisions have to go through GSMC in case of Galileo. Thank you very much. And also, I have to say, I feel much more secure now that I know that GSMC is protecting me and my Bentley from entering the lake. <laughs> so thank you very much for that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more my Panda than the Bentley. <laughs> I know that you spies us involved uh, a lot in debris management, in space debris issues. It's a complex issue. We have discussed this over and over again from a technical point of view, from a regulatory point of view. I would like to know... I, I mean, I know that TUSPA has been directly involved in having to perform emergency maneuvers to protect Galileo satellites. So maybe can you explain us a bit more how USPA is involved with space debris management, how it's contributing to the larger issue of space traffic management? I see you took your lesson with the manoeuvre of uh, Galileo satellites. Yes. Okay, uh, th this is one specific element. Let's start a little bit from the beginning. First, you have something called TSA, which is Space Situation Awareness. Yes, this is one big component of space program, which in general aims to understand, monitor, track the natural and man-made actions, let's say, which can happen in space. I know it's very uh, strange definition, mm -hmm. but we'll come into details in a moment. It means this component has to monitor any kind of, let's call it things, which are happening in the space. Now, in this component, we have sub-elements. One of the elements, and here I will connect to your Galileo maneuver, is collision avoidance. It means we have one specific sub-component, which is space surveillance and tracking, which free separate services. One of them is collision avoidance. This service is exactly intended for monitoring the, how it's called, I think it's a space trash, 
uh, space debris. I don't know what's the proper wording for this, to be honest. Sorry. Probably debris. Probably debris. Trash is also a good name, <laughs> but it's probably the technical term is debris. Exactly. It's going too far. Debris. Yeah. <laughs> then this service has a role to track all kinds of space debris. And in case there is potential collision with your assets, for example, satellites, then it should raise uh, alarm. This alarm is then transferred to the space operator and dependently of the risk of such collision, of the probability of the destruction of your uh, asset, then there are proper uh, actions implemented. For example, uh, movement of the satellite. Second of the services is the monitoring of re-entry of such debris into the atmosphere. Okay. It, because most of the satellites which we have, obviously we have in our atmosphere, and we want to be sure that the, the debris which is entering to our atmosphere is not uh, in collision previous element with our satellites. Then we are observing different debris which are out of the atmosphere of the Earth, and we are tracking, the, tracking them and checking their trajectory to see if they will enter to our atmosphere and then if they can be dangerous for our assets. Third of the elements is the detection of the fragmentation of objects. It means if we have debris and this debris had accident with other debris or with other satellite, potential satellite, of course, you have the fragmentation. From one element, you can have plenty of elements which now we have to track and which are risky for our satellites. So thank you for this general broad vision of the different segments into which USPA is involved. I think it would be interesting to understand a bit more concretely how USPA is actually addressing the needs and necessities of what we could call end users. So maybe can you talk us through the services that USPA is providing or will be ready to provide soon to actually your end users, those entities that they need to secure their assets and they obviously have very specific requirements. Of course, here is quite a big subject, but let's try <laughs> at least. Partially, I started it already before when I said that USPA, one of the pillars of USPA for the security is security requirements. This is the first element. We are always trying to go hand by hand with our users, independently of the component which we are designing or we are operating or the service. It means the first element is always to listen to the users. What are their needs? Needs, of course, operational, needs security. Of course, we have different kinds of users. Probably you heard about the publication of EU strategy for space security and defense. Oh, this is one of the document leading us at this moment. This is one of the important elements for us. And then, dependently of the service and the dedicated users for the service, we maintain something called uh, user consultation forum where we are gathering user needs. Based on the user needs, we are creating normally user requirements, which then they are transferred to the design requirements. And design requirements normally are reviewed by specific dedicated working groups. This is the element to ensure that in any moment of the development, on the design and the development of the system, we have users on board. Of course, during development of the system or the service, 
we have as well dedicated milestones. And in these dedicated milestones, we always involve specific dedicated working groups composed by member states with, of course, users on the board. Now, how we address the specific user needs? Of course, we know that if something has to fulfill all kinds of needs, it will never be possible to develop something like that. That's why we are grouping user needs with, let's say, very similar needs, the same group of the similar groups of the needs, let's say. By this, we created different services. And now, in case of Galileo, you probably you are aware about open service. Open service is something replying to GPS. After first consultation with member states, some member states, some users, raise the need of authentication of open service. This is how we arrive to open service navigation message authentication. This is the service which will give you a little bit more of trust towards uh, your position, towards this, what you are receiving on your phone. Additional element which was discussed uh, with users on the beginning of the creation of the system was the need of trusted precise service. Mm -hmm. And this is how we arrived to commercial service. And the last one was the need of very specific users, users which are responsible for security of the member states. And this is how we arrived to the public regulated service. Now, this is about Galileo. Very similar situation uh, we have in case of GovSatcom and Iris. Probably you heard about this. Of course, GovSatcom at this moment is under fully our responsibility. We are the system prime. It means we are responsible for the development of this system. And here as well, we have different levels of the service, which will be published in a few days. Then I cannot disclose to you what is exactly in the documents. <laughs> However, you will see there that dependently of the user needs, of the user security needs, you have different services. Very similar situation we will have in upcoming uh, Iris Square. On top of this, uh, we discuss as well about SST a little bit. And there I explain you already that we have different services. These services, they are not security related as such. It means that you don't have big difference between security levels. However, they are showing different uh, user needs because there is one element related to the protection of your space assets, it means satellites, for example. Different element is the need of uh, tracking of the elements. Different element is related to the awareness. Maybe we can dig in a bit more in some, some practical examples, like uh, you mentioned Iris Square, which is a very important mm -hmm. recent ESA space program. And you mentioned GovSatcom. Can you explain us better how these are interrelated and what is the role of USPI into it? Okay. Uh, I think this is quite interesting question because this is the question asked not only by public. Sometimes we are asking to ourselves what's the role and uh, how exactly it looks. I'm joking, of course, a little bit. <laughs> Look, firstly, it's GovSatcom. I think this is worth to start from this element because GovSatcom and in particular GovSatcom Hub is the kind of the tool like an entry point for sat satellite resource providers or in general in general for resource provider. It means GovSatcom Hub uh, will interconnect 
users, authorized users with operational centers of resource providers to make it more, more clear. At this moment, we have situation that we have number of resource provider, governmental mainly resource provider, which in which we are interested in case of GovSatcom Hub, which would like to share their assets with end users. We have as well number of member states behind which we have number of end users, which would like to have access to these uh, resources. However, quite often, it's very difficult to connect one user to one resource provider uh, or make transfer of the information between these entities. And this is the role of Hub. Hub has to be the central point, which will be able to contract the resource providers and then give the portfolio of the services, which will be accessible to the users. Then this is the hub. Now, in case of Iris, it's something new. It's the game changer because this will be global uh, communication network, global communication constellation, which will ensure you high-speed data services over the whole world. And now, how Iris will work? Iris will be simply one of the resource provider for our hub. If we are talking, of course, about governmental authorized users. I would like to conclude with a sort of general question, picking up on something you say before. So you mentioned the civil and the military space domains and the fact that we know that the, def- the definition between the two is disappearing. <clears throat> so from a useful point of view, from your expertise, how can we still protect our civil assets if they're going to be also used for military purposes? Nice question. Now I will a little bit clarify what you said. I haven't mentioned military. I'm always mentioning governmental okay. and even more precisely governmentally approved, authorized. Why is why the, the difference? If something is governmentally authorized, it's under responsibility of the government. It means if it's military, civilian, it's blue forces, we don't mind because it represents for us as the system prime, it represents the same kind of trust because it's the government which has access to the system which authorizes this, this access. Then now we are talking about governmentally approved, governmentally authorized and civilian. How we can protect? Of course, this is coming to the risk appetite. If we have something which is civilian and doesn't represent a risk, normally users are even not aware that they are under attack or simply they are not interested target. If something is civilian but can be attacked, for example, bank, private bank, the -hmm. private bank, if it's authorized by the government, can access to the governmentally authorized services. And then, of course, we have elements which are purely governmental. And then if government is saying that these elements shall be protected by governmental grade service, they are protected by governmental grade service. Yeah, I was thinking more about satellites that are actually dual capacities, like satellites that can be used to monitor roads, but they can also use for other type of reconnaissance, which is more involved with security and safety. 
Look, but for this, I have problem to answer, to be honest. I will explain you why. Because if you are launching satellite, it's always mm-hmm. the question of the protection. It means how much you trust that the information which satellite gathered will be transferred to proper users. And now, in case of civilian, of course, you have protection because you don't want to disclose information. In case of the governments, you have additional level of protections. And this is the difference. And for that as well, we have dedicated security accreditation board. And this is the process which I was describing before. It means we have requirements, different grades of requirements for governmental services. It means if you are talking about satellite, different grades of the requirement for the governmental part of the satellite, different grade of requirements for commercial or civilian part of the satellite. And then, of course, dependently of the risk as appetite and the attacks can happen. Fantastic. Okay. Piotr, thank you very much for being here with me today. And I'm looking forward to the next episode of our mini-series with USPA. And of course, I wish you a fantastic day. And I'm looking forward to discuss with you about security again. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. If you want to keep the pulse of the space industry, please visit our website at www.spacewatch.global. Subscribe to our newsletters, and of course, don't forget to become a space watcher. I'm Emma Gatti, Editor-in-Chief of Space Watch Global, your independent perspective on space. See you next time. Ciao.